Well, as usual, since I'm the guy with the microphone today, I get to give you my opinion on a couple of things. You know, maybe now more than ever, those of us who really enjoy comfort food uh, are really appreciating those places that we can find where we can get some special foods. Comfort food. Comfort food is very good. I can remember a time last summer. I forget the day. It was a long, long day. I got home, and Wendy said something about going out for a hamburger and some French fries and maybe a beer, and I just went, I got to do that. I need some comfort food. Comfort food. Wow. You know, comfort food was part of the story of when Wendy and I visited uh, South Korea back in 2009. Um, and this story could be really long, so I'll be as brief as possible. We flew to Seoul. We landed. We were visiting our Korean son, uh, UJ Hawk. We wanted to immerse ourselves into the culture of South Korea, and we know, I mean, one of the ways you learn about a culture is by eating their food, right? Well, obviously, we went to a lot of different restaurants, high-end, low-end, you name it, but I just have to tell you, my favorite food, I don't know how to say it in uh, South Korean, but it's just simply street food in English. Every night, especially in the big city of Seoul, you can go out on the sidewalks, and the sidewalks are just covered with all of these vendors. There's tents. There's uh, hot tables, all kinds of things. They're out there chopping up things and so forth. And my favorite food, I'm telling you right now, is cartilage from the feet of chicken. They would take chicken feet, they would roll it in things like, kind of like cornflakes, and then they would deep fry it. And I love that stuff. As a matter of fact, to this day, I still think that that whole street is funded and supported by uh, cardiologists all over the world. Street food. Street food is absolutely wonderful, especially in South Korea. As you know, you can even get street food right here in Yuma, Arizona. Well, in a moment, I'm going to read to you from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 3. Mark, chapter 3, and it simply sounds, at least initially, like it's the calling of the 12 disciples. Jesus sends them out into the world, but listen to that sentence where he's talking about sending them out into the world and actually why he called them. In another Gospel, he talks about sending them out two by two with nothing in their pouches, no extra coat, no extra sandals, no bagged lunches, no, uh, uh, no debit cards where they could just do a quick swipe and pick up a meal at Jack in the Box. They're sent out. Obviously, they're going to have to find some street food to nourish them on this long journey. Listen to this. I'm reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 3, beginning with verse 13. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve, the twelve he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Bonagaris, which means son of thunder, and Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, 
Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be truly acceptable to you, our strength, our rock, our nourishment, and our creator. Well, indeed, if you're listening to this today on the, what, the third week of March 2020, you've probably been sheltered in your house for a while, doing the best you can to uh, practice that social distancing, that practicing that safe distance. As a matter of fact, I'm in the sanctuary right now, and I've got a slide up in front of me. It's a visual, and it's, it's, it's kind of funny. There's, the, there's this family, a young family, uh, mom and dad, brother, sister, a cat that's up on the top of the sofa looking kind of freaked out. In fact, all of them are just like amazed. They're all freaked out. And then there's this, there's this announcement coming from the, the TV. It says, no one knows how long families will have to shelter in place. Wow. People are going stir-crazy. People in my neighborhood walking. I was talking to someone the other day who needed to go. We actually had to get some uh, medication for her husband, and I thought, well, why didn't you call me? And I could have done that for you. And I can remember her saying, you know what? I had to do it. It was a great way to get out of the house. Sheltering in place, maybe, she didn't say this, but I thought about it. Sheltering in place, wow, what drive-ins are open these days? What drive-ins are open? I could just get out of the house and go, not get too close to people, get some comfort food, or more appropriate to, to today's message, some street food as well. Well, people are doing other things. Uh, the Bryants are working on some things. I've talked to others. They're uh, stepping up their exercise, going for a walk. As a matter of fact, I saw Wendy just the other day. She was in the living room. She got on her back. She tucked her feet underneath uh, this uh, countertop, and she was uh, working on her abs. I noticed she was working on her six-pack, doing um, sit-ups. We could do that as well. You know, one word of caution, though. This is from WebMD. Let's face it. A 50- or 60-year-old body isn't the same as a 20-year-old one. You won't be able to do the same things, nor should you be able to. But exercise is key to your independence and a good quality of life as you age. So what do you need to think about to be healthy without hurting yourself? I know this is specifically about exercise, but indeed, as we talk about street food, it being comfort food, as we talk about the fact that my veins are probably still have the plaque and the fat all built up in it from our trip to South Korea 11 years ago, are we doing things that are good for us? Are we thinking about positive, uplifting, healthy Abundant, life-giving things as we shelter in place? Or what's going on with the street food? Is it possible that there's more to street food than just food that is really, really bad for you? I wonder about that. Wendy told me the other day that she'd been doing some more reading. A lot of us are doing more reading these days as we shelter in place. She said there are three kinds of people. That's what she read. This article said there's three kinds of people. There's the people that are overreacting, going out, and they're in the store just about every day, filling their carts with anything they can get their hands on, 
buying up all kinds of stuff and it just this, with this fear and anxiety driving them. Then there's the underreactors. Um, and in my opinion, this is my opinion. Again, I'm the guy with the microphone, so I get to tell you what I think. There would be like the spring breakers. Wendy has evidence from not only Lake Havasu City, but also there was the beach on Florida. There was that picture that was in one of the publications here day before yesterday of all the students. Uh, social distancing, not even close. You know, according to, I'll tell you, according to, to virtually every article I've read about what we could do to uh, combat COVID-19, one of the number one tools we have is distancing ourselves from others. Not going out unless it's absolutely essential. Three kinds of people. The ones who overreact, the ones who underreact, and then there's all of us. There's a lot of us. Wendy and I kind of are putting ourselves into the middle there. We go for groceries once in a while. We just get what we think we need. We get a little, a small portion of it, and then we go home. We were going to go to Home Depot the other day and get some, uh, oh, just some materials. We're working on the patio, the, pa- the parsonage patio out in the back. We're trying to work on some things. And uh, uh, went, by the way, Wendy's doing a great job on that project. I'll have photos for you some other day. Or uh, when we can spend more time together, we'll have you come over and we'll show you some of Wendy's handiwork on the patio. Three kinds of people or possibly... Appropriate to today's message, could there possibly be four kinds of messages, four kinds of people? That fourth being those, being those folks that go out driving around town looking to find out which drive throughs are open so they could get some street food. I need to tell you, those of us who've been in Yuma for quite a while know that Mr. G's has remodeled itself. Uh, they've done a lot of work down there, not only in the remodeling, two drive-through windows, and I can tell you, I'm just going to guess here and say a month ago, those drive-through windows were not open, neither one of them were, and also Mr. G's, according to their long-standing tradition, were not open on Sundays. Well, on my way home Sunday, uh, when was that? Yeah, last Sunday. On my way home from downtown last Sunday, not only were the drive-thrus open, but the drive-thrus at Mr. G's right here in downtown Yuma were open on Sunday. And by the way, I just went by there not too long ago. The place was packed. Drive-through windows. Dutch Brothers. Dutch Brothers, you can barely even pull into the driveway, let alone get in line into the drive-through. Street food. Street food. Fat. Caffeine. Sugar, come on, you can order salads in different places, I'm sure of that. During this season of Lent, this very odd season this year, it's a really odd season. It's almost like something has happened that's sort of forcing us to step back. And while we're stepping back, why not think about what's good and right and lovely in our lives Reminds me of Paul's words in Philippians chapter 4, whatever is right, whatever is beautiful, whatever is holy, whatever is life-giving, think about these things. And I would add to that, not only think about these things, but do these things. Force you to do these things. Well, I can certainly tell you that my opinion of street food has changed in 11 years.
I can tell you for the longest time when I think of really, really, really unhealthy street food, I think of the street food that I encountered downtown Seoul, South Korea. When I think of food that I know I shouldn't eat but I absolutely love, that I'm tempted to eat, even, you know, even if I can get close to it here in Yuma, I'll do it. But is it the right thing for me to do? This is from Luke chapter 4 where Satan is tempting Jesus. The devil said to Jesus, if you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Command this stone to become comfort street food. And Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. Boy, that's a tough scripture, especially when you're looking for some comfort food these days. And I can tell you in downtown Yuma, there are a lot of drive throughs a lot of drive throughs that are serving a lot of comfort food and a lot of street food. Well, friends, I'm going to wrap up this sermon today. This COVID-19 world that we're living in is just crazy. It's like nothing any of us have ever experienced before. I'm challenging you. Here's your take home. I wonder if I even need to change that because you're already home listening to this. Here's your cool thing to think about and even better than that, cool and holy and right thing to start doing. Think about the good things in your life. Think about in the midst of this social distancing and this sheltering at home about being loving and careful and kind and uplifting, seeking abundant life-giving things in all that we do and say. I'm looking at a slide right here of this guy holding up a corn dog. Corn dogs are one of my favorites too. They actually had these chicken corn dog things. They rolled them in the same corn flakes. They deep fried them and they came out looking like a great big overgrown um, cob of corn. Kind of dripping with grease. Street food. Is it possible, though? Street food could be the kind of food that's really unhealthy. Or street food, especially in our day and time, getting out of the house, you know, kind of dusting off the top of our head, getting in the car and going and going through the drive through getting some good food. Whatever kind of food it is. Probably anything through a drive through these days would be comfort food. I've learned that street food can be a lot of things, especially to those of us who are looking for hope, who are looking for health, who are looking for good things in our lives as well. I want to encourage you in your prayer life every day. I know it seems like you might have a lot of time on your hands, but carve out, maybe in the morning, maybe in the evening, whatever works best, carve out a time to just sit somewhere and be quiet pull out your bible i'm going to share with you with you some readings in a moment that are for me very comforting and very life-giving as well uh listen to my podcast i'll continue to put out uh uh ways uh to um 
um, tap into my podcast. My podcast has been expanded, and now I'm also going to be including music, music from the chancel choir, solos. Wow, did I find a beautiful solo from about three years ago. The chancel choir is singing uh, Christ is Risen, I think, and uh, Taylor and Lamaya have a solo in it. Wow, <laughs> it's great. I can't wait to share it with you. There's so many abundant, life-giving things that are now an everyday part of our street food, my friends. May God be with you. May God encourage you. May God strengthen you. May God continue to uh, help us all keep our chins up and look ahead. Make wise decisions. I suppose it's like anything in life, isn't it? Street food can be good for us or can be very bad for us. What a time to encourage our life together. Oh God, in the midst of this COVID-19 world, let us remember that Psalm 141 reminds us that this is your world nonetheless. No matter what's happening. Psalm 46 reminds us that in the midst of trouble, in the midst of things being turned upside down, you are still the Lord, the King of Kings. Thank you for Psalm 34 that reminds us that we cling to you, O oh God. For Proverbs 3, for Proverbs 3 that reminds us that it's in you that we find wisdom and knowledge. And oh God, thank you for teaching me about Colossians chapter 3, especially verses 1 through 4, to seek you above all things, to seek you above all things. Oh God, be with us, strengthen us, guide us. In the name of Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen and amen.